How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the Little Things with Mitch and Jake. Hey, Jake. Great uh, summer afternoon. Well, it sure feels like summer. We'll take these days when we get them in South Dakota. How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Uh, watching the sun shine and, and enjoying the beautiful weather that we've had here in Sioux Falls. Well, yeah, and Sioux Falls, too. You know, um, it's I saw that the parks and stuff are opened up today uh when you drive through there you're seeing caution tape and all that so all that's up so really encouraging families to take advantage of the nice weather you know the people that have been out and about has been awesome to see you know families and and kids outside playing outside just like we used to when we're younger you know since everyone's distanced and boarded up so with the nice weather everyone's out and about and it's awesome to see well yeah we got a special treat for our listeners today we do have a a guest here that we're going to introduce momentarily Throughout this season, we are going to be talking about things that make life meaningful. The folks at Northwestern Mutual strive on helping you to find those things. Certified financial planner Luke Bruns has been with Northwestern Mutual since 2009. He strives to protect what matters most for your family. For more information, contact us at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life, in understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. It is my uh, pleasure, Jake, to introduce our guest. You know, we had Sean Cavell on at the end of uh, Season 1, and the gentleman that's going to be capping off our Season 2, What Makes a Meaningful Life, is Dana Dykhaus. Dana, thanks for joining us on The Little Things. Hey, Mitch and Jake, I'm glad to be with you today. This is a beautiful South Dakota day. Yeah, we uh, kind of pulled off your uh, your introduction or your bio, so to say, from uh, South Dakota Hall of Fame. You you are a member of that, was inducted into that. You were born in Iowa, Rock Rapids, Iowa. And the reason most of our listeners are going to know you, Dana, not only your time at Premier Bank, but also uh, with your connections at South Dakota State University. Neither, and I should have probably told you this before you jumped on, neither Jake or myself are USD alum. So uh, we're, we're in good standing with you then, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big plus in my, in my book. <laughs> but played football at South Dakota State University. You met your wife there. Kind of dove into your banking career at Western Bank in Sioux Falls. And then uh, approached by T. Denny Sanford to head up uh, Premier Bank, that's kind of in a nutshell. I'm sure there's so much more to this story. Dana, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, that uh, that is kind of in a nutshell. I uh, uh, Right out of uh, college, went to work in the banking business. Uh, I worked for a bank by the name of Western Bank. My first uh, banking job was in Humboldt, South Dakota, a uh, rural bank just uh, west of Sioux Falls. Uh, from there, spent uh, 10 good years at uh, Western Bank. Uh, they sold that bank and Denny Sanford asked me to come over and run uh, First Premier, and gee, that's been 25 years ago now, and so it's been uh, 
that's just been a real blessing. We've got a great team here and have been able to build a, a business. All of our employees are here in South Dakota, so our roots are pretty deep in South Dakota when you look at uh, not just our, our bank, but our staff and everybody that, uh, everything that goes along with it. Danny, you want to tell us a little bit about your family? Sure. I, my uh, wife, LaDonna, and I, she's from Mitchell, South Dakota originally. We met at South Dakota State. We have two children, a uh, son and a daughter, uh, Dan and Elena. Our uh, son uh, lives on uh, an acreage outside of Brandon. He and his wife have three little boys, our three grandsons, and so we get to spend a lot of time with them. And our daughter uh, married a, a young man from Pierre. He was a, a football player at uh, Black Hill State. She played basketball out there, and he was just this spring uh, named the new head football coach at Black Hill State. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, a guy at that young age getting that opportunity. We're looking forward to watching the Yellow Jackets play this fall. You guys are well represented in, in South Dakota then, Dana. Yeah, we really are. We haven't strayed very far from here. But uh, but as, as we all know, it's a great place to uh, raise your family. Oh, I forgot my daughter and her husband have uh, two little uh, grandchildren, a boy and a girl. So we have uh, four boys, uh, grandchildren, and, and one little princess. So uh, And as my wife would say, it's a lot easier to buy a uh, gifts for little girls than it is boys so she is spoiled rotten well no that's what uh, grandparents job is i mean i've found that out the hard way holy smokes <laughs> it sure is so we're gonna start off with uh, we're gonna kind of go every other i'll read the first question here and then uh, jake and then myself and so on and so forth uh first one who is someone or some people that you've looked up to as you've developed not only in your you know your upbringing but uh, in your professional career as well Sure. Well, I've always had, uh, uh, I've had great mentors in my life. Uh, that's something that I've been very, very lucky to have is uh, uh, throughout my career when I went to work at Western Bank, I worked for the Reardon family, uh, TJ and TM Reardon, two people that were true uh, gentlemen. They, they, they understood the, uh, they had a solid uh, value system in place and they would pass that along and i think more than anything uh you know as you're young in your career your mentors are people that really believe in you and believe you can accomplish something so uh i always said that's the the one thing in my life i was just blessed to have are those mentors uh, working here at the at the first premiere uh with uh denny sanford that uh, denny has uh uh, someone who really has taught us all about philanthropy and giving back uh, to the community. He's been very successful, but he's always very uh, confident that uh, we need uh, we have a responsibility to give back to our community. And then thirdly, I'd say uh, my partner, uh, Miles Beacom. Uh, Miles uh, runs a credit card operation for Premier, and we've now been together 25 years. And he always says there's three things that are important, that the, uh, the business needs to be successful, uh, you as an individual need to be successful, and your family successful, and then thirdly, your community needs to be successful. If we want to find true success, we have to balance all of those, and I, I think that's true. We all have a responsibility to our careers, to our families, and to our communities, and uh, I think if you keep that in perspective, it really works out well. Yeah, I think that's great, Dana. One thing that you said there really stuck out to me towards the end is just that how important, you know, family is for one, but also community and the sense of community. And we really have that in, in South Dakota. You know, you you growing up in a small town in Iowa and then obviously spending the majority of your life in South Dakota. I was wondering if you could maybe further just what community 
has has really meant to you throughout your life? Yeah, I think that that sense of community is, uh, you can call it a sense of family, you know, uh, I've often said that, um, you know, there's that old saying that a politician once said about it takes a village to raise a child. Well, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I grew up in a small town, Rock Rapids, Iowa, like many of the small towns across South Dakota. And I think even our neighborhoods here in Sioux Falls, where it takes that whole village to raise that child. But what I mean by that is people don't ignore things. They uh, they compliment you when you do something right, and they, they aren't afraid to, uh, if you're growing up and you see somebody doing something that is, is wrong or isn't right, uh, you step in and you correct them on that. And I think that's that, uh, that sense of community that we have to have, uh, where we all kind of have to pick each other up and look out for each other and uh, encourage each other. Uh, that's something that uh, South Dakota has a unique sense of. Moving on to uh, the next question, and I'm just going to give you a little pretext to this question to help you better understand. I guess I did a project with middle school, high school students. I asked them one question every day for seven days. What do you want to do before you die? What makes a meaningful life? What is something you've given up on? Questions like those. And we have formed this podcast based around some of the answers we received from these students. So one of them is the season two is what makes a meaningful life. In episode 18, we talked about a student responded to that question with being able to climb the mountains that life has to offer. I think that's pretty cool for a middle school, high school kid to write that. They do a better job of answering that than we would. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what what I go out and I go out and talk to different groups, you know, do some uh, speaking. And I ask them for, for students that are in middle school and high school. It didn't take them very long, but we ask what makes a meaningful life and we have to sit down and think about it for 20 minutes. What's your first initial response to that student that wrote being able to climb the mountains that life has to offer? Yeah, I think that's, uh, well, that's very true. We're all uh, challenged uh, from time to time throughout our lives. Uh, uh, Some seem big, some seem small. Uh, They might seem, in retrospect, they might be uh, different challenges that we have, but I think the ability to overcome that is really important. I have maybe a little different twist to that, a little different philosophy. I think that you need to both believe in and and feel something, bigger than yourself you need to have it's either your faith or your uh uh, whatever your faith may be you need to believe in something bigger than yourself something that's important and it gives you that sense of responsibility i always said that um i had a huge advantage growing up on the farm as many of us did and as a as a young person you had a responsibility for those if you didn't feed those animals if you didn't take care of that newborn calf if you didn't didn't feed those pigs if you didn't do that it didn't get done and so you grew up with a sense of a responsibility of something other than yourself and i think if there's one thing that's helped me through life it's knowing that it's not about me it's about others it's about my family it's about my co-workers it's about my community and that's what i want to focus on and and things will happen uh, I'll, I'll be all right if those things around me are taken care of i think that's a, a great point dana that you bring up is is some of the some things that pop up in life seem so much bigger than they actually are right you know we make we make a big deal out of something that doesn't go right at a work day or whatnot 
but we we come home to to friends and we come home to family and come home to to kids and whatnot and it makes those things not seem so big the believing in something bigger than ourselves mitch and i have touched on that and whatever type of faith that that you have or that you believe in there needs to be something there like you mentioned something to to look up to and to and to have that that hope for and i just want to comment on that because that's that's played a big role in my life as well too and and mitch's and it's great to hear that from you well and then to look forward i always said the uh the biggest mountain i ever climbed the worst thing ever happened to me is i had been in my career uh right after college my wife and i went to uh, nebraska i had been in my career for about uh four years i uh, thought i was doing just a tremendous job but probably give been given too much responsibility too fast uh, my son was a year old a little baby at home and i got fired one day fired from my job and have to go home and face my wife and little one-year-old and I was uh, feeling pretty bad about that. I called my mother up uh, thinking that I would get some sympathy, and her response was, well, now what are you going to do? And uh, it kind of was a cold slap in the face. I thought, you know, come on, Mom, be a little sympathetic here. I just got fired. And in reality, she was right. Uh, She said, you have to uh, look forward. What are you going to do now? Uh, You figure it out. What are you going to do now? And more than anything, I've often said that day, I looked in the mirror, and I could have blamed a lot of things. There were a lot of bad things going on in the economy at the time. There was a lot of things I could have blamed. But rather than blaming someone, my boss, the economy, blaming something, I, for whatever reason, and I think because of that cold slap in the face from my mother, what are you going to do now? I looked in the mirror and said, you know, it's my responsibility. How am I going to make sure that doesn't happen again? What am I going to do? What am I going to change? I'm going to take that responsibility and try to make things uh, better for my family and whatever whatever I ended up doing. And it, it's worked out pretty well doing that way. I see so many people uh, tend to blame those uh or when they look at those mountains in their life or those challenges, they blame others for it. They don't take that responsibility and say, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go to the next day. I'm going to get better. You did bring up your, your one-year-old at home, and we talk about meaningful life and got a lot of students that wrote family and things like that. That's that's one thing. I've got two little girls at, uh, at home, and anytime you go home, regardless of how your day went, something that went wrong, you might be in the media for something negative, who knows, but you go home and those those kids of yours just look at you like you're on top of the world. And I don't know, that's just something to say for that. So I'm sure when you went home, you did have to answer to your wife and your one-year-old, but I'm sure that one-year-old came up running just like... Well, that's right. And that's why I say, you know, you can kind of wallow in self-pity and blame others, but in the other... And you've got to recite the responsibility to that uh, one-year-old to look to the next day and say, what am I going to do and how am I going to make sure this uh, this little guy's taken care of? And so I think that's what uh, that's the way you have to look at it. And I, I wish more people would do that. Just take responsibility and, uh, and, and dig in a little deeper and make things better. Well, yeah, thanks for the insight, Dana. That's, I mean, that's a real cool way to, to look at it. Um, in episode 13, we talked about what makes a meaningful life. Uh, we all have answers to that question, I think, and it really makes us uh, who we are. It's easy to get off track. It really is. Why is it so easy? I mean, we know what makes life meaningful. We know what makes it important, yet we always stray off that path. Do you have any elaborating to do on that, Dana? 
No, I really think that's true. It's pretty easy to justify things if you kind of go, you know, we all kind of know right from wrong. We all know what those paths are. We've all strayed from that before. We we haven't done the right thing or we haven't taken the right action. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of, um, again, it's, that, it's, it's just a matter of justifying it to ourselves that, well, you know, this is, uh, this is what's happened to me, so I can go ahead and do this, or this is uh, where I'm at. It's just a matter of going off that path. Again, I think that it takes a, a firm set of values. None of us is perfect. None of us is perfect. We all, we all make errors. I haven't met that person yet that's, uh, that's always stayed on that straight path. We all err. We all go off track a little bit, but it's that person that can look at that, say I'm responsible for that, and pull themselves back in line, I think is, is what's important to do. And as I said early on, it, it just requires a, 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 a belief in something bigger than yourself. Have that, uh, that, that faith, whatever your faith may be, uh, having that sense of family or community, something bigger than yourself that's important. Yeah, it's, it's super important, Dana. And, and something, I'm wondering if I could get some, just some further insight from you. You mentioned that, you know, no one's perfect. No one's 10 for 10. We all make mistakes. We all go through times where, where maybe we don't make the right decision. And, and Mitch and I have talked a little bit about that in prior episodes where instead of, instead of displaying kind of a victim mentality and, and asking why me, you know, we're trying to, to form kind of a mindset around being able to to turn that into a learning experience and, and a growing opportunity and, and learn from the mistakes that we've had. And is there any instances or any insight that you could touch on there, Dana? Well, and again, I think that's just that ability to look in the mirror and say, I'm responsible. I'm the one that needs to change this. I need to get on with this. And then the other thing I talked about, my mother saying, well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do tomorrow? I mean, that's you've got to have that forward-looking mentality that you're going to say, okay, now what am I going to do? She also instilled in me this idea that uh, life isn't fair. Uh, sometimes there will be things happen to us that aren't fair, that aren't our fault, but we have to deal with it. We have to uh, uh, move forward and, uh, and look forward and say, okay, that happened. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next day, and let's see if we can't make tomorrow better. And uh, we have that responsibility. And then that idea that you all have of uh, you come home to those kids or that uh, uh, to your wife and they they don't look at your problems the way you do. And you have to uh, put those in the past and talk about how are we, again, going to make tomorrow better. And I think you talked about it. You hit it right on the head where you're just not sure why people don't take that approach. And, you know, asking this question, why it's so easy to get off that path is we're in a world of temptation. You know, we're in a world that almost people give easy outs very often and and they take them. And as you know, taking the easy route, Dana, is going to end up leading to the longer, much tougher route. And I I think that people choose that because they kind of want it uh, the easy way, I guess. Do Do you see that much? Yeah, you know, you get rescued too often. We we tend to, and we tend to do that ourselves. I mean, we tend to uh, try to rescue people, try to rescue our kids. We try to not let them uh, bear the uh, burden of uh, the fact that life isn't fair. Uh, sometimes we have to 
uh, just let people bear that burden and have that attitude that they can accept that. As you said early on, climb that mountain. There's going to be mountains for all of us to climb, and we just have to be able to uh, get through that. And that's sometimes, you know, it's called tough love. There's a lot of things that it's called, but it's just that uh, ability to not, not always look to be rescued, to say, hey, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to make sure that this uh, that tomorrow's going to be better, and that's how we have to look at it. All right. In episode 19, uh, we talked about finding our faith, and I know, Dana, that you you touched on that a little bit earlier and the importance of believing in something other than just yourself, something bigger than us. Um, it is important to have faith for the, the people around us because we talked about, in that episode, we talked about religion and believing in something bigger than us, but we also talked about finding our faith in people and the things around us as well. And you, you brought up earlier about some of the people that have helped you get to where you are today. What is the what are the dangers of losing faith in the people around you? Well, I think it. Uh, we, number one, we all have to rely on those people around us. I mean, that's uh, we can't get through life without uh, people around us. I mentioned it earlier about that little cliche about uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village for all of us to live in, also. And if we lose lose faith in the people around us, if we lose faith in being the lean on people and uh, and being to have people support us if something does go wrong, or uh, not, we all have to do this as a as a team, whether that be a family, whether that be a community, whether that be a a school as as you're in, uh, uh, we have to do it as a team. And so, if you're suddenly isolating yourself, if you're just thinking it's all about me, it's all mine. Uh, boy, you can't get very far, I don't think. And that's that's a great point too that that you bring up, Dana. Something that we touched on in our episode is is finding hope in 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 something, and whether that's bigger than than something that that we're accustomed to, or if it's just in people, you know, believing in them. But sometimes sometimes people let us down, and and people don't always support us the way we feel we're needed. We we're needed to be supported. Has there been an instance and in something that you've overcame throughout your your career or your journey, Dana, where where something didn't go your way based on an action of someone that that you had had trust in and belief in? Is has there ever been an encounter there, and, and what did you learn from it? Oh, sure, that's happened many times. I mean, there's people in my I'll, I'll use my career as an example where I may have uh, uh, tried to teach somebody how to do something. Uh, uh, teach somebody how to uh, accomplish something and found that they uh, they weren't as competent as they uh, thought they were and uh, you know you could get uh, upset about that but um, I don't I kind of have the attitude of we're, we're there to teach and we're there to uh, teach people and uh, someone once told me never punish a learner uh, if someone is learning something if they're learning it uh, what you need to do is uh, help teach them and uh, just go back at it again, because as, as, as we said, none of us have done it perfectly the, the first time ourselves. And that's, you know, I, I'll agree with you, Dana, and that's something that I've had to learn. I just completed, well, not yet, finishing up on my second year at Florence as the superintendent, and that's been one of the things that I've been learning, and I've gotten better at it. There's still growth for me to do, but to be able to basically hand over the reins to the people you you hire good people to do their job and you let them do it that initial handing over of power was a was a struggle right away just because you knew if things weren't going to go accordingly it was going to reflect you 
And I, I appreciate that that learner uh, comment you made. That don't punish a learner because in education that's that's crucial. So, oh, exactly. I use the example all the time when I'm talking to our people here at the bank. I say the one thing I want to get out of wanted to get out of is uh, mowing my lawn. As my kids grew up, it was their turn to take that over. I was kind of getting tired of that job. And I was a great lawnmower. I mean, my lawn was impeccable. It would just look <laughs> great. Well, when I sent my teenage son out to mow the first time. Did I expect him to uh, mow that lawn the way I did and make it look impeccable? Uh, no, he was going to make some mistakes and he was going to miss some areas. And uh, if I had punished him there, he would have uh, hated the job. He wouldn't have liked to do it. So my role there was to be more of a uh, more of a, uh, a teacher and help help him uh, learn how to do it uh, the way I had done it. And that someday when he would have his own yard, he'd do it the same way I used to do it and be proud of it. But if I had uh, punished him for not doing it perfectly the first time, he would not have wanted to do that. And it would have been tough for me to uh, get out of that job I hated, but just mowing the lawn. Is the lawn still impeccable, Dana? My wife does it now, and I can't question it. So I have to say yes. But, uh, <laughs> Geez, a, a wise man, a wise man. Happy wife, happy life, I've heard. Well, you see, I, I, if you got to look what motivations there are. My motivation was to have a, the best lawn in the neighborhood. Her motivation is to get some sunshine and exercise. So we have different motivations. So the uh, the results are different due to those different motivations. Well, I figured with your background at SDSU, you know, such a fine agricultural school, that you would know how to grow some grass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, Mr. Dykhaus, um, kind of the main point of this season, what makes a meaningful life to you? Well, what makes a meaningful life to me is, uh, again, having uh, – being able to be a mentor uh, to people, to people I work with, uh, to uh, my family and to my kids, uh, uh, to make sure that they do that. You know, I, you, you started this by asking about that uh, football stadium up at SDSU. They, they named that. They asked if they could name it after me, and I said, you know, that's kind of odd to have that happen because I'm not even dead yet. Usually you're dead when I do something like that. And... I've had the opportunity, though. I said, well, I'd do this if you give me this opportunity. And that opportunity is to be able to say that uh, I was blessed enough to uh, be able to give back and, and help uh, the university and, and receive this honor of having that stadium name. But it's only going to last for about 30 years, maybe 40 years, that stadium will be standing. And then at some point, we got to tear it down. And we'll have to tear it down. And it would be my hope whenever I speak to a group is that somebody in my audience will have the opportunity to someday put their name on that new stadium 40 years from now. That they will be able to, uh, uh, that I can live as an example of giving back to the community to make something better. And that somebody will look at uh, what I've done in my life and hope that they can uh do even better than that and that it can be an example so to me a meaningful life would be to be a mentor to be an example uh, to my kids and to my now to my grandkids and uh, hopefully that'll uh, that'll come true I love that perspective Dana thanks for sharing that that, that is awesome and, and, a, and a great perspective hey I sure appreciate Dana you uh, jumping on with us I know you're busy you got a lot going on but it, it means a lot to us and oh you bet uh, some of the listeners here well, we'll certainly appreciate your perspective. I mean, they get like you said uh, with the stadium there. They've been to the stadium, but they've never met you. Might not even know who you are. But uh, I think this is going to be kind of a neat deal for them. So, 
Okay, well, I appreciate that. Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. We read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners is sponsored by Steve Hilgeman, a good buddy of ours here at the podcast. And this is our last episode that uh, Luke... Uh, from Northwestern Mutual, and Steve will be sponsoring us. We sure uh, appreciate their support uh, as they as we move forward. Yeah, big shout-out to Luke and Steve. It's been, obviously, I've known you guys for a long time, and the support that you guys have provided has been, been awesome, and we were really excited to get you on board with the little things and just appreciate everything that you guys did. So thank you so much. Thought it was really cool. Got a comment from Wiley Scalise, who actually wrote us a question for our last episode, and he just said he appreciates that the discussion and uh, tried to use some things that we discuss in everyday life. Uh, some podcasts that he listens to is for leisure, but this one he feels like when he sits down and listens to it, it 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 really hits home. So he he thanked us for his time, and uh, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Um it's really something to just, you know, when we release our episodes, Mitch, you know, we just have conversations, but what really stirs the pot and, and continues these conversations and feeds into them is, is the responses that we get, uh, like Wiley's and, and many others, the, the words that you guys provide and, and the feedback and, and the thoughts is, is everything to us. And it keeps Mitch and I going and, and keeps us inspired. So, uh, thank you so much to everyone who has listened. Um, please continue to do so, and please continue to reach out. Our last comments are brought to you by Dustin Walraven with Hilliard. He provides commercial cleaning supplies to the folks around Watertown. He is dependable, personable, and will help you to keep your building clean. If you're interested in contacting him or want more information, shoot us an email at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Jake, last comments here. What do we got? Um, not too much. Um, please continue to to leave ratings and reviews. We've um, slowly but surely began to improve our, our scores and our ratings on the various podcast apps, whatever you guys are listening to. So please continue to do that and please continue to spread the word. Feel free to give us an email and a shout anytime, thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. We're continuing to release some content on our Facebook page. So keep an eye out there. Just thank you again. I've been so, so grateful and, and thankful for all the words that you guys have provided and, and for following Mitch and I on this journey. We're, we're enjoying the heck out of it and glad it's impacting you guys. So just wanted to say thank you. Thank you once more. What did you think of Dana? Dana did really, really well. I really enjoyed having him on. One of the big things that stuck out to me, Mitch, was how he talked about community. I, I think that will relate really well to the Midwest following that we have, you know, growing up in the smaller communities and whatnot and, and just how important others are to us, especially with the time that we're in right now. A uh, majority of us are isolated, you know, we're social distance and schools are closed down and, and people are working from home and you can lose that sense a, a little bit. So it's so, so important to have people close to you. And, and I thought his community comments and talking about that really, really stuck with me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I just, we're two for two, I think, on uh, guest 
speakers. I what I get a kick out of is both of them, Sean and Dana, just today. They they've they've accomplished a lot. You know, they're they're icons here in the state of South Dakota, and yet they sit here and take the time to to join on our podcast. And they're just real down to earth people. And I I get a kick out of people like that. You know, they're. They're good people to be around. You you rally for them. You cheer for those kind of people. And Dana's just another another one of those. And uh, we sure appreciate him joining us on the little things. I thought I thought Dana was great. And yes, he's so insightful and and has such had such a successful career with what he's done through the banking industry and obviously the donations with South Dakota State University. But yeah, like you mentioned, small town guy grew grew up has a family. You know, went to SDSU and has become super successful, but uh, really enjoyed sitting down with him and really appreciate his time. Tune in for the next episode, and actually that episode will be a season three premiere as we will be discussing what is something you have given up on. We're looking forward to it. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase Cardboard Confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.